0: man. May I have your attention, please?
1: The show starts in
0: Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of the Right Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Jacobs. Join me every Friday at noon Eastern time with guests from professional sports and collegiate athletics. But joining me today is the first female commissioner of the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference, also known as the MIAC, and Division I HBCU. Please welcome to the Right Fit, Miss Sonia Steele. <laughs>
2: Thanks for having me, Daryl. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for taking the time to join me today on your busy schedule. But before we get started with the Q&A, please share your background and journey in collegiate athletics.
2: Oh, wow. So I actually always say I fell into athletics. So um, when I was doing my undergraduate degree, because I thought I was going to be like student activities, you know, doing all the parties, you know, I had just pledged Delta, you know, I was into all there. So, But my um, my undergraduate um internship supervisor, uh, moved to athletics. And w- when I was doing my master's at Hampton, um, I wanted to work with her again. And so she was the coordinator of academic support at ODU. And I was like, well, I'll give it a try. I really want to work with her. And I loved it. I loved it. And so um I, when I graduated, I was just sending out, and I won't tell my age, but, you know, I was sending out my my resume asking to start the athletic academic support programs, you know, to the local colleges. And it's funny because I sent it to Dr. Thomas, who ended up being my boss at the time. He called me to play phone tag. and You know, again, I want to say my age you know, there weren't no cell phones. So, you know, you play a lot of phone tags and he never called me back. And so, um, As I still volunteered and worked at ODU, I had a couple of friends who were coaches at Hampton University, and they said, hey, why don't you come do what you're doing over there with us? And so Coach Taylor, um, Coach Wright, Coach Parham, Coach Hill, um, they gave me like a, a pilot number of students to work with. And so that's how my name kind of got out there with Dr. Thomas. So just, you know, hearing my name. Um, but my first job after graduating was the Cisindina women at Hampton. And my boss's boss, the vice president of student affairs said, Hey, do you like what you're doing? And I'm like, I, yeah, I love what I'm doing, but that's not what I really want to do. And it just so happened that he was the chairman of the athletic certification program. And he set up an interview with Dr. Thomas and he hired me. So I started the athletic academic support program at Hampton about mm, maybe a year later. I became the senior woman administrator. Um, I do not have a so-called sports background, even though I was highly recruited um, for church softball. Until I had a season ending injury when I fell off the bench. But other than that, that was it. So Dr. Thomas gave that opportunity to learn more about athletics, game operations, um, marketing and that type of thing. So that's why I kind of, you know. Whatever he asked me to do, I was I was all in just so I can just learn and, and take on whatever new challenge that was going to be. So when he left Hampton um, to be the commissioner two months later, he gave me a call and he said, you know what? It's time for you to get paid for what you're worth. And I was like, OK. And he said and I had never left home from the Hampton Roads area my entire life. Well, since third grade. Um and he said, only thing I have is a director of compliance. And I'm like, I don't even like compliance, but I'm coming. I'm coming. And so I, from there, from the director of compliance, I moved all the way up to finally being the chief of staff, chief operating officer, um, and then subsequently ended up being the commissioner. <laughs>
0: Now that you're the commissioner, and for viewers and listeners who don't know, um, the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference is an HBCU Division I conference, one of two that currently exists right now. What does athletics look like in the MEAC conference?
2: The, we have six – well, actually, we have 14 sports now, um, and, um, you know, we have eight – Elite eight member institutions, starting with uh, Delaware State, Coffin State, Morgan State, Howard University, Norfolk State, University of Maryland Eastern Shore, North Carolina Central, and then South Carolina State. Um, We are about, of course, storytelling at this point with our vision, with our conference, telling the stories of the conference. We're 52 years um, in the making and um so we have a great athletic history you know if you think about it out of um ESPN the the five upsets the meac has three of those upsets of beating the yes, seeds yes so how amazing is that so um we have a tremendous tremendous history um coming out of the the meac and so we we are down for the fight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You were named commissioner in October of Mm -hmm. 2021, but officially took over at the top of the year, which is January of 2002. What was that feeling like, you know, after you were named and then had to wait until (laughs) the exit (laughs) another couple of months um, to Dr. Thomas and um, how, how was that feeling in between?
2: It it was surreal. It is very surreal. So, you know, who could have imagined that I'd be right here? You know, I always say that God kind of led me through, you know, my journey um, because this is, this was not something that I, you know, would have set as my goal. Um, So being here was amazing. You know, even though Dr. Thomas was still here, you know, I still don't have a job as a Fisher yet, so he still have work to do.
0: You change his mind, right? <laughs> right.
2: And, you know, you still have to, you know, because, you know, I for, for him, I was, he always just say, she's not my left hand. She's not my right hand. She's my blood. Mm-hmm. Which meant that, you know, I was the one he trusted, the, the one person that, you know, would execute make sure that things are, are moving so i couldn't just like get a big head like i'm the commissioner now no you know i still do my job you know have your feet where be where your feet are grounded mm-hmm. so if the job is still being a chief operating officer chief of staff then that's what i do until that now was i pushing them out the office of course <laughs> you know, but you know it's time for our divorce, you know, but you know, my job was just really kind of looking at staff at the at that same time as well um to see who's really gonna fit in with my vision um for the conference, which is you know different from where dr Thomas Dr Thomas brought us. So far, you know, so how are we going to move forward in the vision that I have and who's going to really fit within that?
0: Let's talk about leading up to you being named commissioner. Was there an interview process? Talk about the interview process leading up to that and and before being named the commissioner.
2: Yeah. So the the Council of Chief Executive Officers um, hired um, Parker search firm. Um and so of course they did all the, I, outs-
0: had the top dogs, huh?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, shout out, to,
0: so, shout out to Parker Search.
2: Yeah. So, you know, going through that process, you know, what I did was I reached out to Jackie McWilliams. I reached out to Great Resource. Um, yeah oh my gosh. I reached out to um, Commissioner um, Charles McClellan. You know, just nice. to kind of, you know, let them know this is what I want to do, you know. And they were tremendous in providing their um, their feedback or how the best way to set myself apart from Dr. Thomas because that's going to be important when you know the the presidents want to know that it's not going to be the same old same old. They want to understand that you have your own vision for the conference and how to move it forward. So, um, you know, reaching out to those folk and then, you know, kind of looking in at myself, like, what do I see the conference? I know because I'm an insider, I know what needs to be done. So how do I, you know, plan that out and make it look like something that's palatable to the council of chief executive officers. So, um, I did that. I worked with one of my former, uh, Oh, one of the most important thing is I invested and paid for somebody to redo my resume. Now I had not done my resume since, and I had not had an interview since 1998.
0: What Say I that again. and a lot has changed since a lot
2: and i'm looking at their resume like okay this is not going to cut it so i you really have to invest and if this is the job that you want you have to really truly invest so i paid somebody um jen fry great
0: great another great resource yes
2: And to redo my um, resume. Now, the good thing about going through that process with Jen is it's really looking inward and really breaking down what you actually have done, you know, and and you think that you, you know, you put those little small bullet points. But in actuality, you know, you got to be really descriptive about what you've done. Um, so that was a great thing. The other thing is I invested in one of my former interns, um, Kaylin. I um, can't think of her name right now, but she does copy productions. Um, mm. Wonderful. I invested in a video that described my vision for the conference. And so that was uploaded into the system for the the council to look at that really outlined how I saw the conference and then how I separate myself from the commissioner. So um, the current commissioner. And so once we got through that, um, I had my um, zoom interview with uh, four of the presidents, um, and it was more of a conversation because, of course, you they know, knew familiar with me, but they didn't know me. Okay. That's the thing; they didn't know because I was in the meetings with them, um, but I was really at that time. The commissioner was—he was the voice, you know you know, he does the talking for the conference. So I was in there and I had, you know, various things here and there, but they didn't really truly know me and what my experience was. So talking with them gave me that opportunity to really for them to get to know me. Um and then when I got the call saying I made it to the top three, I was like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> I was like, calm down, you know, we can do this. Um that's when, um, as I prepared, is again, just talking, getting really very, oh, let me go back. I invested again in um, Carla Lester, who is the, the faculty athletic representative at Bethune-Cookman at the time. She is teaches speech and communications. So she, I paid her to work with me on interviewing skills to make sure that I'm, you know, saying what I need to say. and I
0: Not rambling. rambling.
2: (laughs) Yeah, which I've been rambling. But, you know, being comfortable.
0: When we interview it, you're supposed to ramble. Right, it's okay.
2: (laughs) But, you know, so it was very important because she, you know, said, you know, you got to have that energy. You know, you have to, you know... um, don't be be confident but not cocky that type of thing and so practice I had to practice and that was very important she would record me and then she'd give me you know the things that I need to work on and then record me again and you know to see the improvement that was very important um so you know if you're interviewing for something this like an athletic director or, or something in the executive wait, 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 wait. We're
0: gonna steal my do's and don'ts when I Oh, get ooh, the- ooh, ooh, ooh.
2: okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. So yeah, so I was an interview. So when I made it to the top three. <laughs> <laughs> so I made it to the top three. So that was in person with all the presidents. So eight in eight presidents. I was seven in the room, and there was one um that zoomed in. And so, you know, that morning, let me tell you something. I'm like, you know, I had to put on my music, you know, I put on some Lizzo, had to put on some Mary J. Blige and Jill Scott. And, you know, I get, you know, like, okay, you could do this. And it was looking in the mirror saying, you know what? Let God let go. Let's do it. Whatever happens, happens. I'll be fine. And so (laughs) I get into the room and one of the first questions they ask is, why do you want to be the commissioner? And I was like, Why not? And then I was like, Oh my gosh, you It's like,
0: right? <laughs> yeah.
2: There's
0: always that softball question. That's the, yeah. that's the question a lot of people stumble on.
2: Yeah, And it's like, why not me? You know, I know, I know the conference. I I know where we've been, and I know where we need to go. Right. And so yeah. that hall went, and then, shoot, then I got a call from uh, Chancellor um, Johnson Akinley. From North Carolina Central. And yeah.
0: And that was a, that was history in the making.
2: That was history that I made history.
0: <laughs> so why do you think you were the right fit?
2: I think I was the right fit because one, I I knew where we were and I had a plan, a plan of action. And it was very, very important at the time of where the conference was in the landscape of all of the realignment going on. You know, we had lost members previously to that. So what is it that I am going to do that's going to help the conference? You know, my vision of you know, storytelling, you know, the the missed opportunities to to tell the stories of what's going on with the conference, what's going on with our member institutions. So that's very important. Being on a more on a national platform, particularly with our Olympic sports, how's that gonna happen? And and getting that, you know, um accomplished is is one of the things. So I think they were my interview and the things that I said set in my vision um, was something that they could buy on. It's, it's something new and fresh and innovative. We're gonna
0: take a commercial break. You're listening and watching the Right Fit.
1: The Right Fit podcast is brought to you by Rising Coaches Search and Consulting. Tired of spending what seems like all of your time and budget filling coaching vacancies? Let Rising Coaches Search and Consulting handle your next coaching search. Our process is simple. We identify, vet, and recruit a talented and diverse group of professionals that fits your institution's profile. All for a low price that we guarantee will beat our competitions. Plus, all of your searches will be handled by former coaches, meaning we will get the best possible insight on all of your candidates and you'll get the perspective that only a former coach could provide. For testimonials, a full client list, or more information, please visit risingcoaches.com.
0: Welcome back to The Right Fit. I'm your host, Dale Jacobs, and I'm with the MIAC Commissioner, the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference Commissioner, Ms. Sonia Steels. She is the first female athletic commissioner in the MIAC Conference, as well as HBCU Division I um, athletics as well. Let's talk about the do's and don'ts. You hit upon them a little bit, <laughs> but yours is a little bit different because you had interviews since nineteen ninety-eight. So yeah. but also it's important that what you mentioned about getting your resume done as well. Talk up, give me two do's and two don'ts when interviewing.
2: Um do 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 your homework. there's many times, you know, I was always on the other side of hiring. So, you know, I I sat in the other seat and there's many times of of people that came up to interview, didn't have a clue what the MEAC was about, you know, what schools were in the MEAC. And and that's important. That's important. And, And that's one of the, you know, I would do the initial interview and they were like, they're great, but I know When Dr. Thomas was going to interview him, the first question out of his mouth was, What do you know about the MEAC? Right. You know, so, you know, do do your homework and find out what the culture is like at where you're going. And that's very important because coming in the conference office is different than working on a campus. You know, we're more corporate. You know, you don't just run out when you wanted to, you know, we're (laughs) 8.30 to 5.30, you know, and but understand, too, we're in athletics. So sometimes you don't leave at 5.30 because there's still stuff going on. So but we're more structured in the conference office rather than on campus. Um, So you got to learn the culture to see whether that's going to be the right fit for you. Um, Not only, you know. I finally got
0: you to say it. I finally get my guests to say the right (laughs) (laughs) fit.
2: The right fit. I I love it. The company needs to know, or whoever you're interviewing, make sure that you're going to be a right fit for the organization. But you yourself have to make sure it's the right fit. You know, being in the conference is all, you know, the glitz. I won't say the glitz and glamour, but you have that oversee of all these institutions, but then you know people don't last here if they they feel constrained. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you, you don't have the latitude you're that you would normally. And then, you know, again, if you're working from a predominantly white institution to an HBCU, that's a culture shock. You know, at a, a predominantly white institution, you may be focus on one particular area or subject at HBCU, you're going to wear multiple hats and you have to be comfortable with that and understand that the last line in the job description says other duties as assigned, you know, they forget about that, but other duties as assigned. So you have to be open to doing, you know, different things. Um, and, you know, your job is not in a la carte you know, based on, you know. <laughs> <Right>. give, <laughs> know. give me, give me some don'ts. So some don'ts, I would say um, don't talk poorly about your previous institution, because I would think that if you're talking bad about them then you're going to talk about bad about my organization as well. So, you know, you got to be very, very careful about how you respond. Um, you, just saying, well, it wasn't right fit for me you know, or, you know, just didn't align together, but, you know, I want to do X, Y, and Z. And that's why I'm out here looking.
0: What does the right fit looks like for the Miac conference? Describe it. You know, the you hit point. upon it a little bit, but I want you to tell, you know, because <laughs> we've got coaches looking to transition that watches the oh, show yeah. and administrators that may be looking to Switch up whether they're on the college campus or coming into the commissioner office of the MiAC conference.
2: So the the right fit for the MiAC is um, somebody who is innovative, you know, somebody's going to think outside the the box. Um, somebody who is going to be ready to to story tell, you know, whether that's visually or graphically. Um, somebody who is you know when they're talking to corporate partners that they're talking about impact investing in the conference and our member institutions um you know when you're talking to corporate partners we don't want to talk about signage and all that no what values does the corporate partner have that aligns with our values and missions, that's going to leave a legacy for institutions. So it's that mindset of a can-do attitude, not afraid to get their hands dirty, um, but somebody who is not set in their ways that they can't dream and be creative. Um, Because that's the only way that the conference will not get stagnant if we don't push the envelope and it's okay if we fail but at least we tried and we know we can do something a little bit different so you got to have that that energy or that to just get out there and and you know hey let's do something new
0: let's talk about job opportunities in collegiate athletics you know we had to pivot you know i spent over 20 years in collegiate athletics as a head men's basketball coach and an yeah. athletic administrator as well but over the last 3 years you had to pivot you know covid came about, and then, you know, of course, the social justice issues, and then from there, NIL, and um, the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Talk about some job opportunities now that may be on the horizon in collegiate athletics.
2: So, with the um, transformation of Division One, you know, and what's to come, so we can kind of predict that it's more focused on the student experience and the student's Mental health and well-being. So the jobs are going to be more towards the athletic trainers, more towards um, sports psychologists. You know, more athletic academic support services, compliance coordinators. It's really going to be honed into the student athlete experience, student support services. Um, so I think that's really where the jobs are going to move towards.
0: Let's talk about, and I get this question all the time, you know, candidates ask me or prospective candidates when they go in for a job, what can I do to stand out differentiators, as I call them, what can differentiate somebody from the competition doing a job interview to make them stand
2: out? Dress the part. First and foremost, you know, you know, people come and they not dress to, I don't say the nines, dress to the nines, you know, um, you know, dress for the job that you, you really want, you know, even though you may be uh, going in as a coach, don't dress as a coach, dress as the administrator, you know, um, people want to see your, your style that you're going to well represent their, their company. Um the other thing would be um don't get comfortable during an interview. And I've seen that before. Where you you're cocky, like you you know, they need me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you know, I already got this job. Mm-hmm. You know that that's a problem. Um, but being able to really hone in on Who you are, what your philosophy is, what your vision is, um, and knowing you're doing your research on the institution, like knowing where the issues and the problems are and addressing those as, you know, if you got this position, then I would be able to do X, Y, and Z because I noticed that, you know, the APR and the team has been like, 800s or whatnot. And so I know that this needs to be one thing that we need to focus on. So that's a couple of things.
0: Yeah. Even outside of the athletic realm as well, you can talk about the school strategic plan, the institute strategic plan.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. That's very impressive sometimes because, you know, in the room, you may have academia, you may have somebody from the president office there Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. So I always try to share with them, you know, Different type of differentiator that people may not
2: think about. The strategic plan. Correct. The strategic plan, the graduation rates um, of the institution, um, all of that. And then, you know, what's new and what's different? You know, if you do your research on the people that are going to interview you so that you can throw in little nuggets about Them in there when you're, you know, you know, I got to do the uh, I call it the shoo shoo part where you know, mm-hmm. you do the uh, small talk,
0: yeah, small talk, right, and
2: just you know, acknowledge certain things that mm-hmm. you've read. That means you really have done your homework,
0: the commonality with everybody yes. in the room,
2: yeah, absolutely.
0: Win the room, my last question, which is my best question, <laughs> okay. it's called word association. I say a person place a thing, you yes. say the first thing come to mind, and you can elaborate on it. As okay. well, you decide to do so. Okay. Old Dominion University.
2: Foundation.
0: Hampton University.
2: Finding the HBCU culture. Family. Everything. I would not be here without my family.
0: And finally, collegiate athletics.
2: Ha. Huh. My heart. My heart. I Yeah, I found my heart.
0: Sonia Steele, thank you for joining me this afternoon. And thank the viewers and as well as listeners for tuning in as well. Join me next Friday with another great guest here on The Right Fit. Until then, please stay healthy, stay safe, and have a wonderful weekend.
1: The Right Fit Podcast is brought to you by Rising Coaches Search and Consulting. Tired of spending what seems like all of your time and budget filling coaching vacancies, let Rising Coaches Search and Consulting handle your next coaching search. Our process is simple. We identify, vet, and recruit a talented and diverse group of professionals that fits your institution's profile, all for a low price that we guarantee will beat our competitions. Plus, all of your searches will be handled by former coaches, meaning we will get the best possible insight on all of your candidates and you'll get the perspective that only a former coach could provide. For testimonials, a full client list, or more information, please visit risingcoaches.com.